0: 4G Shore does not condone the use of violence. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hello and welcome to 4 j Shore. You're here with me, Colin. It's your boy, Eggers. It's me, Matt. And Ragnar. We're getting close now to the end of Season 1. and We've <gasps> only got a few topics left now.
2: Oh, Season 1 is coming to an
0: end.
1: Oh, it is. God for that. I <laughs> think we've only got three. It's been a long ride for us, although it seems a short, short run. My it's been a long ride. My heart is aching.
3: <laughs> Mine's not. I don't have a heart.
1: Mm. Today's topic is we've only got a few. We're going to keep it quite simple today, and we're going to look back at what childhood experiences round school and childhood in general, and maybe see if there's any differences with Egg being the youngest. Um, to receive that the last bit of education and
3: and Colin to be the uh, the ancient yeah. Right.
1: Thanks for reminding Wall Matt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not like the mirror reminds us, you know. You remind us as well, but
2: uh, he did mention something about the mirror in the last episode, didn't he? I did I? I
3: did. Oh yeah, they always break when you look at them. You know. No, <laughs> the last one survived the process. Mine too. Mine, I love, I can't look in the mirrors
0: now. I think we'll be having a little bit more of a focus on the education and schooling, the academia of it all, uh, in this mm. episode. Mm.
1: Well, you, yeah. you, you might, but um, my joy of education was like, um, generally wasn't there enough <laughs> yeah. to even have an input on it. But I mean, I was, I was remember my school. My school was, uh, it was ups and downs, but in general, it was more of a. I went there. Kind of didn't listen. Wish I did when I left school. In the end,
3: like you don't listen now, huh?
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, nothing's <laughs> changed. Just I regret, you know. I'm sure when I'm sixty and I'm sitting on me, me uh, old chair, I'll regret not listening during my thirties and forties. But needless to say, we're we're going off into a different direction. And but like my school was, uh, it was never a place I ever wanted to be. Hmm. I don't
2: think any kid wanted to be at school, to be
3: honest. Uh, actually, speak for yourself. I actually really enjoyed school. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, there's a lot of people that do actually enjoy school. Um, but I was like, horrible See, but I was a, a very low-confident child. Aww. Who wasn't? I didn't join into sports or anything like that. I didn't have many friends. In fact, right, this shows you how sad I was when I was in the juniors. and And for sound effects make sure I you put it oh, in here because I'll feel upset if you don't.
0: I'll make an audience of just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop
1: clapping. Like, Woo! <laughs> I used to. Wendy, when, the, Wendy, Wendy. When, when the guys were playing football in, in the yard, I used to pretend because I had no friends and I didn't want to play football to be the cameraman.
3: Aww. That sounds
1: so sad. <laughs> I was eight years old running around <laughs> pretending to be a cameraman you know i had no friends Do you know
2: what it is thinking about that like you being the cameraman you would have gotten along brilliantly with my brother he felt like he was a fucking superhero running for the schools running around with his hood over his head pretending that he was batman or something yeah but well,
1: the thing is with me i dun wanted i wanted to, <laughs> to fit in at school i wanted to fit in with my friends well i'm saying my friends that didn't even know i existed probably i wanted <laughs> to fit in with the people. <laughs> But I couldn't fit in because I was scared to play football because I wasn't any good. So the, the way I felt I was fitting in was by pretending to be a cameraman, you know? Yeah. And now when I look back at it, it's like, you sad little individual. You know, why didn't you just go and say, can I play football? But that's how bad my confidence was. Aww. It wasn't that bad that I didn't want it, that I didn't make a fool of myself in the yard, but you know.
2: See, for me, I always used to, there's only like two or three times that I liked going to school you know um, was that last day of school no no um, (laughs) PE although is it still PE now or is it physical education or whatever it is called these days
1: well
3: physical education still means PE
1: Yeah, that's just the abbreviation. (laughs)
2: They try and make everything called professional these days, don't they? But anyway, I only uh, did uh, PE for um, basketball. I I didn't like football. I can't can't stand football to this day. But uh, even when I was in school, every time that actually gave us a choice, it was basketball for me. Mm. Um, Then the other time was I got kicked out of school from year 9 through to year 11.
1: You rebel. Uh,
2: It was kinda, but kinda not. I used to get bullied at school, but that was because of my brother, not me. I mean, I didn't help myself being the class clown or whatever, you know what I mean. But it turns out, like later on down the line, that I just had mental health issues going through school. No way. Um, but uh, the way that I dealt with my problems at school was actually doing PE, uh, playing basketball, or um, talking to a, a specific teacher. And like spending most of the time with him he was fantastic um and uh night classes where i did art and sculpture and stuff like that Mm. as a kid
1: did did anyone obviously rags there's turn around and says that he had an influential teacher did you ever matt egg have have a similar experience where there was a teacher that really influenced you because i think that makes a big difference in school for children
3: no never
0: <laughs> it was never really just like one standout teacher that was like whoa like in my primary school there were definitely every teacher had their standout moments like they had their little lessons that they taught us um mm. so like in year two we had uh mrs nidran who like taught us silent uh the the powerful potency of the silent e and then also teaching us about Guru Nanak and all of, like, the religious aspects that Mm. a lot of kids just don't really consider. Um, Yeah. Mm. And then skipping all the way over to, like, the three teachers we had in year six. (laughs) They all definitely... Every teacher, when you're at kind of such a young age, I think they do have a lasting impression on you, kind of whether you like it or not, one way or the other. I do think back to Mm. primary school rather fondly. Yeah, I'd say that, like... uh, My only real negative experience was like a couple of instances of quote-unquote bullies, but they didn't last for very long. I was Mm -hmm. was usually pretty good
1: friends with everyone. (laughs) Well, I tried to be, but as you can tell, I didn't have many.
3: I tried, to be honest, I I never had any friends at school. See, I
1: I had
2: one friend through uh, first school, and he was a a Muslim kid that used to live down the road from us. Hmm. His name was uh, Dilwell and he he was fantastic him you know he, he, he to this day he actually he used to get into trouble all the time and that like through school like that. we we used to like skive off in primary school and all that shit you know like trying and hide from the teachers and stuff running through the corridors but uh, as we actually got older we ended up going to the same secondary school and he ended up in a lot of uh, a lot of trouble. Sky school going off in different places. I used to do the same thing, but for me, I always used to hang around the uh, the all girls school down the road. <laughs> yes, there was an all girls school. <laughs> used to stand on top of a shed shouting over and that and the lasses. Um, but he ended up being suspended from school for like multiple times and that and i don't know what actually happened to him but like years later turns out that he actually ended up uh, working for a um a football club i think it was uh, newcastle reserves mm. i think that's uh, where he's working at the minute and that was the last time i spoke to him but never seen him through secondary school like for a period of time but he <laughs> honestly he was mental
1: so basically I I had a similar experience now when I went to secondary school like that was the worst point in my life because obviously is no I'm disabled but what I probably don't I haven't shared with you is is that my disability didn't show until I was about seven eight years old Mm. and didn't worsen until I was about 11 so going directly into secondary school so what happened when I hit secondary school obviously it was prevalent to people that I was walking with a limp and I got bullied in secondary school to the point I, I just physically stopped going so I got put in a special school or it was called then a special school um, for people who had physical disabilities or mental disabilities to help them out and I'll tell you what best school i had ever been to I mean they were wonderful you know I think they closed down now but they were amazing Um, and I met a lad there called Dennis and you know, he was the very first friend I had at school. And he became, well, became, like, right-hand man. You know, he introduced us to playing football. He introduced us to going out and about rather than staying in my own area. And there's often I've sat there and wondered, like you, Rag, it's like, I wonder where he is today. I wonder how he's getting on. Because you drift apart mm. from your school friends, you know. Mm. You don't always stay friends with everyone. But, yeah, I always remember that. That was my very first school friend, probably my only school friend. And... It was, to me, it was the best friendship I ever had. Until, obviously, I got older and met other friends. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I think, to me, school is a... It's a weird place. You yeah, either enjoy it or you hate it. I think my, like,
3: moment I enjoyed school the most is when... Well, I I, was, I really enjoyed maths. I used to be really good at algebra. Mm. And then... But I think the most part, my maths teacher, her husband was the manager of a the theatre royal. And every year, we used to go and see a, a show. I think that was my best part, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> damn.
1: Just getting out the class.
3: Yeah, it used to be brilliant.
2: See, when I got kicked out of school during uh, year, uh, year 9 and 10, I got suspended for uh, a stupid thing. I didn't, I didn't do it, but mm-hmm. the teacher was stood behind us when the paper ball was thrown at us, and I read the paper ball, and she made it sound like I had wrote what was written on the uh, this paper ball, hmm. and because she'd seen it, and she got embarrassed by what I, what was said, and I went bright red in the face because obviously the teacher had seen what had been said. I was framed. I was kicked out. She was embarrassed and everything like that. And I ended up getting kicked out for the entire, like, all of year nine and all of year ten. And I had what? literally a few, a few months to try and catch up in year eleven of year nine and ten that I missed out on. For obviously, is it GCSEs? Yeah. Which, by the way, I didn't actually get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I, I didn't get any educational uh, like GCSEs from uh, uh, like no. secondary school. I ended up going to college.
3: But Well, I, did, I was in a specialty school for mine.
2: But there was this one teacher that I always used to uh, have to go see on a daily basis. I still end up going to school for a couple of hours a day. But there was this one teacher, Mr Johnson, I'm not kidding you, seven foot eight. Or at least he looked about seven foot eight, right? I'm not kidding you. I ran through the corridor one day and I, I he was that tall, I ran into his kneecap. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> but <laughs> he... He always used to teach us, like maths and English and stuff like that. Obviously, the basics and stuff like that, yeah. And if we did well, he would actually like organise with a head teacher to take us away, like to different places. In this one, yeah, we had to actually brush up on our maths. And if we got the question right, you were allowed to hit him across the knuckles with a ruler. But if you got it wrong, he was allowed to hit you across the knuckles with
1: the uh, with a ruler. What the hell was he teaching us? Uh, yeah. it, it,
2: it made your mind think because of how things were uh, how we did it you wanted to
1: bring your teacher <laughs> i mean that's no, not good education i'm sorry
2: no but yeah. it was it was how he taught us
1: oh with capsule punishment
0: we stand.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like it was like, he, he treat with like equals is it like, right if you get it right equal so you he, he, he would lash your knuckles <laughs> if he you did, got it wrong uh, he didn't use to because he was an old school teacher wasn't he
1: Fuck, I've heard of old school, but by God, he might, he's might as well have stood you in the yard and shot you for getting the wrong. <laughs> <maths
2: question>, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He wasn't that bad. But there was this one time we'd actually got everything right and that, and we kept it going for about two or three weeks and that, and he ended up taking us to Alton Towers. Mm. Oh, nice. I ended up going to uh, Alton Towers that weekend. Uh, I think, yeah, it was that weekend. Uh, the weekend of my birthday, I remember now, because I ended up going on, uh, to Alton Towers on my birthday. Yo. And it was it was brilliant.
3: Yeah, I just went on
2: holiday with some of my schools. Really but he he had done a massive. He was like a massive influence on like most of us that were in that group. And honestly, I'll never forget him to this day. You know, mm. Mr. Johnson, seven foot tall, getting into a little uh, a little tiny car.
0: <laughs> Jesus
2: it was either one of those old Renaults or one of those old Golfs I can't remember but it was tiny
1: well there's people that uh, make impressions on my life definitely and speaking of suspension I definitely came close once in my juniors you know there was this lad in the school and he was a little troublemaker and he came up to me and he says do you want some uh, permanent markers I mean you're talking probably about six, seven, eight. and I was like yeah yeah give us these markers so I took 3 of these markers I went home I'm sitting drawn all over the fence, give one to me, me like my me brothers and, and stuff like that and I literally destroyed these markers. Well, the school figured out that these markers had been stolen from the school hmm. and they found the kid that had stolen them and the kid had says, oh, well, I give them such and such and such and such and such and such. <laughs> well, I got dragged into the head teacher, didn't I? and I, I always remember sitting there terrified you might as well have had us in army concentration camp being <coughs> with the light on us i was crapping it mm. you know i was like oh my god the, the head teacher's going to kill us and um he threatened us with police and everything and mm. you will get these back for you you will get these back i'll get the police on the ears and you know you're going to get suspended so i went home crying and i mean <laughs> crying right i was in tears and my mom went well it's time to go because back then i went would go home for me dinner at the juniors i wouldn't have it there i huh. mean would make lovely chips and eggs and always remember that and i went home and i was crying and my mom's sitting there and she's, she turned around and she says oh Willie, now." She says, are you sure you didn't steal them, son? I said, I never stole them, mum." I says, I was giving them. I wouldn't have the audacity, you know. My mum went up. I was in the passage, like in the corridor, on the seat, and I could just hear her shouting and bawling and screaming <laughs> at this head teacher. <laughs> and I'm sitting there terrified, thinking I'm in serious trouble because my mum's kicking off as well. <laughs> and uh, she came out and she looked at us and went, go to class, son. And like, after... I was confused because it was like well I was in serious trouble there, and uh, I went off to class, come home, and I found out of me mum that she kind of turned around and says you have got the police on my son. I'm gonna gonna basically raise all hell in this school. She literally threatened me teacher, you know, <laughs> well the head teacher. Um, so me being me as a young child, I was like pr- proud, you know, standing there like yeah 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 my mum will go in and do the head teacher and if he gives me wrong. Well, I thought, sure, I thought, found out that you only done that if you weren't in the wrong. If you were in the wrong, then she'd shut up, let you get told off. <laughs> but I always remember school. It, it was a horrible time in life for me.
3: Uh-huh.
0: I just, I think that during, especially primary school, everything new is either the best thing or the absolute worst
1: thing we've ever experienced until then, which is why it can it can feel so extreme well, I can, but at the end of the day, I think at the same time, I think you find a new way in your life in life aren 't you you're becoming your own person mm. you're figuring out your personality you're figuring out your attitude you you know you you, you just you turn into this person i think it's it 's obviously it 's one of the most perfect times for teaching mm. in life, which is why we go to education at that age huh. um and if you get the wrong style of education, I think it can it can cause more damage than good. And I think just when you touched on this morning about the education system, I think obviously changes when I was young needed to be done because there was a lot of teachers which were really out place that shouldn't have been teaching because there were terrible teachers. Um, and there was a lot of really good teachers that were would use the position to guide you in the right position, not just in education-wise, but in life wise so you know mm. if you had a problem and you talked to them they would give you the guidance and the advice you would need
2: for me there was only a handful of teachers that I actually listened to Um, because I had obviously had a massive impact and that, obviously at, at going through school but other teachers I just I think it was down to the fact that which teachers they actually liked
1: well of course if you don't like a teacher you ain't going to listen to them you know they could sit there and give you the best advice in the world you certainly ain't going to listen yeah. you know
2: there was one teacher, I can't remember his name, mate, right, but he always influenced to actually keep on drawing and stuff like that. And I ended up taking nighttime classes for that was because my dad was doing a psychology course at the schools uh, for adults. At that same time, I was doing the art class uh, on the nighttime as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up, it was at that point I realised that I was doing really well in art because obviously I've been drawn since I was like, what, maybe five, six year old. Mm. And I still remember that uh, that uh, that year, that Christmas. Uh, you know them little tables that you used to get them artist tables.
3: You mean uh, a easels. easels? That's the one.
1: Um, it was similar to them. Schools would have them, and they would have like paint pot holders on the table and stuff like that. I know exactly what you mean. They, they might know because they're a different generation.
2: See, it was um, around about the time that I, I can only remember because it was the fact that uh, I used to watch Ghostbusters and Turtles and all that shit when I was a kid. Danger Mouse, Thundercats and everything like that. And I remember this one, yeah, I got a Ghostbusters uh, skateboard and then I got that art, uh, that art table. It was like a metal frame on an angle. I think there's a 45-degree angle, and I used to draw on that all the time. And there was this magazine that I used to actually get, Games Master, uh, we were talking about in the last episode, I think, or it was, uh, one of the episodes we were talking about uh, magazines and stuff. I first started drawing stuff like Dizzy Bubble, and you use the pencil on one side, and you use this bit uh, like plastic to go around the edges of the, um, the the drone whilst the pencil would do the drawing on the paper for you. Oh,
3: yeah, I think I remember
1: Oh, those. the easel things. Oh, yeah, I know exactly.
2: That's what I used to do. It was like a guiding pencil and all that shit. I kept doing that all the way through school, you know. Like I used to doodle all the time when I was in school and stuff like that, you know, um, even up
3: till this day. I used to love art.
1: So, we've heard quite a bit, obviously, from me and do Um Matt, Egg, what type of experiences did you have?
3: Egg, you can go first if you want.
1: <laughs> in fact, can I ask, what were all, like, state schooled? or oh yeah is certain people private
0: I tried I tried going to a private school but
3: oh, I don't know if I went to private school I don't know my mother paid for it obviously
0: paid for it
3: or whatever they, whatever whoever pays for it I don't know well
0: did you have to wear a school uniform like yes. when you were in secondary
3: yes I did,
2: yes. My school was split into three sections. I was in one uh, section where I had like a blue and purple uh, tie. Uh, there was another section that had like an orange and grey tie and the other one had like a red and grey tie.
1: Yeah, uniforms were quite a, a crazy thing. Um, I never seen the point of them in school to keep everyone unified, you know, but... I suppose. Do
2: you think other countries, like all over the like the world, actually have school uniforms and stuff like that? Because if you think about it, right, we we ourselves our experiences through school talk about like how we actually like had uniforms on and stuff like that. But then you go to places like America, they actually wear normal clothes. It's like,
1: eh. Well, I kind of, I don't know. I think if it depends on the school in America as well though
2: yeah because they've got posh schools haven't they that they actually need uniforms
1: uh-huh. I know in the UK we're, we're very particular on uniforms uh-huh. Whether that's still the case now every school I went to was a uniform oh, you yeah. didn't go to one whether it was state or private up until you uh, hit college no even college uh, wow. sorry no college yeah Yeah. yeah. Um, so every school state or private was, was basically uniform probably fitting you into society as in this is the way society is we're all pretty much uniformed in life and this is the way we're going on but regardless so in America I think it's pretty much like your state schools are basically your poorest schools so there's no need for them they don't really force to have a uniform and what I gather is like you say the posher side, the private or the higher education uh, schools that people pay thousands for ten would have the uniform you know um, but you know, if if we're wrong and your country does have plenty of uniforms, just let one know on the social media because we don't want to get things wrong.
0: I think for the most part, kind of, especially um in the West and also Japan, Australia, that kind, primary schools and secondary schools definitely
1: have a school uniform and then it kind of wanes off when you get to college. So basically, what is the need for that? I mean, I'd, I generally don't see the point in it. It's so, uh, it's, it's in the name. It's kind of to make sure that,
0: uh, you're able to imbue children from a young age to be able to be like, okay, this is something that, uh, we're getting you into a mindset because you are what you wear. And if you're dressed as a school kid, you're going to be acting like a school kid. Mm. When you put on the clothes, it prepares you, it prepares your mind and your body in a way to like switch your head on, put your thinking caps on and be ready for school in mind and in body. Wow. And it also, um, it also makes it a lot easier to find out if a kid's being truant, because they'll be in their school uniform, they'll be able to get taken back to their school very easily if they're found skiving.
1: Well, believe it or not, actually, that was quite a good one. Um, I always remember going in, uh, into secondary school, and my mum turned around and says to me, she says, I used to used to sneak out. And I was like, how did you do it? And she, she you know... She, she should have never told us because I was never there because of it but apparently what what you would do was you go and get your register you then go to the toilet on your way to the next class change into normal uniform run out the doors and out the gates and home you go <laughs> because you had signed the register the school never could mark you as not being there or oh, put your hand up and says here yeah. you were marked as being there so you were never marked as absent so I always remember in my backpack I never had books I had spare clothes <laughs> oh, <laughs> I used to go God. with my spare clothes get me register go to the toilet change and then dart out go home mind it was a hassle because you had to come back for dinner to get your setting register <laughs> do it again just to go home and uh, I remember my mum one day says I was doing it too much and I had to start staying in school mm. um, and I think she only did that because what had happened is I, f- I'd, I went in and signed the register, but then started totting off out, and I got caught off a teacher, and the teacher kind of clubbed me mouth for it. Mm. I said, "Your son's, your son's nicking off." And I think that kind of changed their mind, you know. Mm. But uh, I started getting watched from that point anyway. But, Don't ever do that. Education's good for you.
3: It's,
2: <laughs> it's interesting how you say about the registration there, right? Because for you, you only had two uh, two registers to actually go through. For me, I, it was every lesson. You had a, a registration to prove you were actually in that lesson. Jesus. yeah. So it was like it, when you went in in the morning, you were like there from like whatever time till like quarter past nine, and then you moved o- over to your first lesson. You had your first reg. You had your registration in each lesson that you went in.
1: So just just for a time frame here, I mean, egg, what what year are we talking about? Were you being in school? Gosh, so
0: mental maths. Da, 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 da. Mm, plus, like five years, I suppose. So looking at two thousand
1: three. All right. So with me, you're looking at like early, late eighties, early nineties, late nineties, late nineties. Believe I'm not ninety nine. I left school. Mm. Um, Rags, you'd probably be the same, uh... early nineties to late nineties, if not kicking into the thousands. Mm. Mine was two thousand three, two thousand
2: nine. I was still in school in two thousand.
1: Right,
0: and.
2: Wait, how old would I be in there at that age? Let's use eggs education uh, guess here.
0: <laughs> education maths. You want to be 11. Oh, yeah, about 11, 10 or 11 when you leave. But then still being in the system when you yeah. get into secondary school, of course, so that'll keep going for a bit.
2: Well, no, because a, a secondary school for us is when we actually finished at 16.
1: No, that's not secondary. Yeah, know. that
3: was. I left at 16.
1: The though. end of secondary is 16. You would go to secondary at 11. Hmm and then finish at 16.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying though. what like what age I was at 2000,
1: 2001. Oh, Jesus god knows.
3: I left school about 13 years ago when I was 16.
2: Wait, I'm trying to give you some idea here, right, because I was actually put it's going to sound horrible saying this, but I was put in the care system around about Mm 2001-2002 and I was just turning about 14-15 at that point, I think. 2001-2002 I'm 35 now, so how old would I have been back then?
1: (laughs) Should we be cutting this part out? I don't want to be subjecting our listeners to maths (laughs) What we've got at is, Rags you were around the 90s, I was definitely 80s to 90s and Matt was about 90s and Egg you were late 90s to the 1000s
0: Oh, no 90s. No 90s for this child. No 90s? No, I didn't. I wasn't able to form... Uh, I was born in 98, so I wasn't able to form uh, permanent memories until nine eleven. 11 You
1: were definitely the thousands. Thousands for starting school. So there's a big difference between... Well, I wouldn't say too much for me, Rags, and Matt, but for you, Egg, there's a huge difference. Hmm. You know, and some of the things we...
0: No hitting allowed.
1: Yeah, so, so some of the things we might be saying... You might be sitting there thinking, "Well, how the hell did you get away with that?" <laughs> you know, um, because I know, I know, like registration now is completely different to when I was young. It's a little different.
2: But even then, it was a little different from like you and me as well, because obviously you only had two registrations. I had registration in every single lesson I went in.
1: Yeah, well, they, they probably would have changed that. I, I know the teachers would count the heads that were going in, but you know, I, I don't think they were like sitting there striking a name off and saying.
2: Oh no! They actually physically called our names out when we actually entered the uh, when we were in the classroom.
1: Bloody hell! Not a well. they must have cottoned on to that.
2: They had an actual registration, but for us to actually because I was on report card. Do you remember them?
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, I remember report card.
2: Oh yeah, we all we've all had them. I was on report card from first school all the way through uh, education I think. <laughs> You know, it went all the way through. I mean, through primary school, I had, um, like, a report card because I was stealing from other kids' lunchboxes.
1: Right, so just just for anyone, because <laughs> we've got a big audience around the 20-odd mark, so for anyone who's listening around that age, a report card for us was a little card that you'd have to carry around with you, and little reports would be written in for you. And it was the note. Well,
3: they've probably still got them now, haven't no,
1: they? No, believe okay. it or not, it's changed. There's isolation now.
3: Mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: I think it's crueler than what they used to do so we used to have a little report card and, and on that card you would you would get marked up whether you've been good or bad blah 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 and then they'd decide whether to take you off it yeah
2: if, if, if for me if for me it was marked between one and five whether I behaved myself on that day
1: but as you got on and especially in secondary school you not only would get report card if you continued to be bad and naughty, you would get what was called detention that would be at dinner or it would be after school.
2: Oh god, I was in detention all my life,
1: so I only ever got it once. Ever got it once, and do you know why? Because I forgot my PE kit three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as me,
3: I was locked in a padded room once. Well, that's called being crazy in a school that could actually restrain you and leave bruises and get oh, away
1: with it. what it's yes. a bit that's a bit of a crazy school to be fair. Interesting.
3: Yeah, I walked home and I had a massive thumbprint on my wrist from one of the teachers. I also headbutted one of the teachers because she restrained me, so I'd give her a fat lip.
1: Were you in the school for troubled children, by any chance?
3: No, it was the special needs school.
1: Oh, right, right.
3: But I got picked on there and then the teachers would pick on me, so I thought, screw this, and I headbutted her. She shouldn't restrain me.
1: Mm. No
3: person should be allowed to restrain any child.
1: Oh, under duress. To be fair.
3: Especially the way I was. On that. See, my, my dad tried to
2: figure out what was wrong with me uh, growing up because I always used to get into trouble all the time. It wasn't just because of myself, but it was also because of my brother at the same time. He was always... There was this one time that I remember, right? I'm in one side of the school, all the way in, like, in the music block because obviously the school's been separated for different sections. And my brother was all the way at the other side where the gym and uh, the dinner hall were, uh, was. And he screamed that loud, right? that the whole school actually thought he was being murdered. Huh? He actually screamed a high-pitched little uh, schoolgirl squeal, all because somebody had pulled his hood down, right, <sighs> and gave him the nickname at school, Buzz White Hair, <laughs> because he's he was, as a kid, his hair was as blonde as gloss paint. Oh,
3: like me when I was a kid.
2: I mean, it was as white, it was as white as gloss paint, right? But obviously, as you got older, it started like darkening and become like a like a, a like hmm. still blonde, but like slightly dirty blonde,
3: yeah, like a mousy blonde.
2: I don't know. It was still white, but also, like, when the sun hit it every now and then, you would notice yeah. that it was actually, it had, like, that dirty tinge to it. Um, but because he got a nickname, Buzz White Hair. I mean, I would have been laughing if I had a name like that, you know what I mean?
1: You get used to it.
3: But it was the fact that he let it bother not him. My nickname was, like, Egghead, stuff stuff like that. That's my nickname.
1: So we've heard a good few stories, out of education. Yeah, mostly um, from you two. Well, not so much education, but <laughs> <laughs> what went on during education? where every time I've asked you, it says no. <laughs> Do you have anything to share, Matt? Always, <laughs> I don't I? right Well, please share. I mean, this is the whole point. I know. We've waiting for you lot to like shut. Up. <laughs> <laughs> right, what would you like to share about?
2: Sorry, sorry, sorry. right now calm down, class. Professor Matt wants to talk.
1: <laughs> to be fair, we'll let Matt have his say in a second. rags did take about fifteen minutes, a-
3: so did you.
1: <laughs> hey excuse me don't you see I took 15 minutes no you took about 20 do we I want to have do. a domestic over this podcast no it was
2: almost like half an hour
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's just more like a century later right so come on Matt what would you like to see
3: I don't know now lost my thought oh dearie dear <laughs> well I'll tell
1: you what when you catch your four, just put your hand up no I'm joking and we'll come to you
2: yeah. how will we know he's got his hand up
3: <laughs> true there's no cameras that's the whole
1: point. we won't <laughs> Now I was going to say something about education. Oh yes, the standard of education. Now we are going to touch slightly on this um, because it is it is things I've heard where edu- edu- education needs change because the system of it is built to make you um, in a certain way and prepare for life. But people are saying that should be dealt in a different way.
3: It doesn't really prepare you for life, though, does it? Because most of the stuff you use at you do at school. Well, how are you going to use that unless it's just maths or English?
1: Well, apart from maths and English, which are very important in the education, well, yeah. what the argument is is that school is designed to have you brought up from a young age to be taught what to do by someone higher up. It prepares you for the life system, basically, that someone's going to be your boss and someone's going to order you around and you you need to fit into society because that's what you're doing in school is you're fitting into this society, you know. Um, and, and I can see where they're coming from that because it was built the whole system of education was built back in the ancient times and it's never changed you know apart from slight things which would be around the rights for people and, and, and children but other than that the education itself has never changed and it's still the same system put your hand up to speak do this, do that, do the other but there is an argument that the education system should be changed generally to show the expression of the person and the person should be able to choose what they want to educate themselves in, you know, once you hit a certain age, obviously.
3: This sounds like liberal talk. <laughs> it does. It sounds like, like everyone's having a choice at the moment with like, you know, their life, uh, their When in
0: it's... fact, when, when you're putting like, you're basically putting what a child, like an actual five-year-old, six-year-old child chooses to, as, as to what they want to be educated on and uh, they, they haven't really had a good enough experience of what education looks like yet
1: see to me I wouldn't be sitting there saying to someone at 5 or 6 I think if you want to do something like that it would have to be secondary school when things are put in front of people sat down with some guidance someone who, who does that type of guidance yeah that's what, that's what happens with GCSE yeah but you, you wait until let's in my terms I don't know what it's like today so I'm, I'm talking like all generation here Um, in my terms it was you got to your very last year and then you went I want to do such and such such and such and such Mm -hmm. and such and that was it them years you would do everything else and maths and english would fit around because obviously they're the most important to your daily life and they were the ones you would focus on but I think if if they did that a bit earlier maybe three years into it you're letting people express and choose the education to suit them leading in to college
2: from what my understanding of education wasn't education actually created to actually stop the kids from actually being used for like child labor and all that sort of stuff but also it was to actually create a a more uh, punctual docile uh, person for factory workers to actually control more I think it was during one of the wars. Um, it, it, I think it was Germany. I'm not too sure. I could be wrong on that, but I know that like they always used to put kids in one classroom and actually make them do education and stuff like that. To actually f- they feel the need that the kids couldn't chat the adults and stuff like that, to actually be able like have them ready for when they finish school to go into like work at the time. You know, like factory working and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, so I think what you've done is simplified what I was saying there, it it builds you for the society you're going to go in, i.e. someone's in rule over you and you fall into place type of situation. But
2: that was back then, right, I think the education was actually Mm -hmm. created as a, is it compulsory I think it was uh, called, it was, uh, sorry, education was made compulsory back in the 18th, uh, sorry, the 16th century.
1: Yeah, well it's still compulsory today isn't it, a kid cannot wake up and think I'm not going.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's when it was first created. But uh, it, for the, the school uniform side of things as well, apparently it was to actually equalise the t- uh, the kids to make them feel that they were all equal regardless of uh, the, the, the st- uh, status of like uh, the wealthiness, whether they were poor or whether they were actually rich. Mm. But it also prepared them for when they actually finished school that they actually went into
1: a job looking smart. I can see that. Is that a death demon that you've got? um
2: i did a little bit of research uh, with my desk demon there uh, earlier on today terrifying
1: <laughs> oh well that's 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 good at least we're at least we're getting that i know i mean can you remember where you got it from
2: uh from my desk demon um he'd been traveling <laughs> the world so he kind of picked up it as he went along
1: through his long and carnal voyage
2: <laughs> well my desk demon got it from the internet demon
0: gurgle <laughs> i think he might be called
1: he might be
2: right continue with the education <laughs> talk one i'll just sit here and be quiet well i've
1: done enough talking i think egg should uh, step in a bit
2: yeah i want to know what the difference was from like us two being rebels to an a star student
1: hmm.
0: so there's this uh there's this one thing that my school had that i think is fairly widespread and it's it's a little bit questionable honestly so nowadays I you must have had this probably in secondary school as well. We had uh we had houses very uh Harry Potter inspired. Although I'm pretty sure they existed before. Yeah. Um so we had like different different boroughs, different like sectors of Nottingham. So we had like t- uh, Trent House and um Newark House and all that kind of business. Uh which one was I in? I was in Trent, thank you very much. Because I mm. loved water.
1: I was in yellow we went by colours
0: yeah we we we, we had the three different factions
2: but we went by colours as well
0: I know one school in Derby just straight up had the four houses in uh, Harry Potter and it's like you're not going to give the Slytherins a good time when you do that it's not going to work out I know but wouldn't that make it interesting to the to the children themselves, it does. But then, like everyone in Ravenclaw is going to be like, "Oh, there's like no representation of us. We're kind of uh, we're smart, but we have nothing going
1: for us." To <laughs> you know you saying that, I can see see oh. that Derby School having oh, protests yeah. of children outside.
0: Slytherins are people do <laughs> Stop bullying us. We want Ravenclaw. We want Ravenclaw.
1: That <laughs> nah, They're not being represented enough in the houses of Slytherin. <laughs>
0: oh, it's defi- are you
3: sure it wasn't Hogwarts? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, isn't He's a wizard, Harry.
0: Actually dealing with um, all of the candles and if they were hanging like, mm-hmm. from the ceiling, that would be a health and safety nightmare. Uh but alongside getting point, uh, gaining points from your house and then, like, getting non-school uniform days when your house reaches a certain number of house points uh, within a semester. Semester? <laughs> Instead, well, you'd have that, but you'd then also, every, every school term, uh, I think at the beginning of it, mm-hmm. they would report, like, uh, what was called the top 50. So it would be every single child in each year, the top 50... Uh, children each year that had gained the most house points
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was like I <laughs> looking back on it it just feels a little bit huh because in theory you could just be like an absolute prick and just continuously ask for house points and like try and boon your best behaviour and suck up to the teacher mm-hmm. and like that's how you'd farm your house points I don't think anybody really had the gall Or the actual motivation do any of that but it's like such a weird thing because you're literally ordering, you're putting children in order as to how much they kind of like quote unquote did well Mm. during their time, during that term and it it felt a bit dirty
1: Yeah, well it causes a separation doesn't it? Like you I had house points, I was yellow house, was red, green and blue and red, what would happen for us is every year the house points would be calculated up and whoever won would either get a big trip away, like you said, would be rewarded, basically. And red always used to win, yellow only won once uh, in the time I was in there. And I, I agree with you, it's like a, a segregation in certain houses, and you felt, you, you felt. Um, even I remember at a young age, wishing I had been part of the red house because they were the smarter children, because they were the ones accumulating them points. Oh. per se instead I was in the horrible say the thick group you know <laughs> but I also remember when I went into the seniors it was a new um, new experience because they went into bands so I was put in the lowest band which was the less educated band hmm. you know and
3: oh. to
1: me that was the wrong thing to do that should have never been done because I was in G3 and U1 was the top you know the children in U1 would bully the people in j3 for being in j3 um you know and things like that to me was although you don't see it as a big thing then as you're growing up you think Mm. well actually you were being highlighted out as being less educated or less brainy as these other students you know so how how can you have children integrate into school and and want to take part in school if they feel like they're not even worth being there you know
0: massively when it at some point like I'd, i've i never been in a lower set but i've had friends i've had a friend who is a uh, kind of in a lower set for english and literally at one point like one of his uh fellow classmates asked a question which like didn't need this response but then the teacher literally just started just literally writing out on the whiteboard the alphabet and <laughs> it was like what is going on here really? <laughs> i wasn't there for the experience but yeah, it's horrible like, he, he was just asking I think, was, I think his name was... No, we won't give names. Um, Janet. A boy called Janet. He was just asking, like, how to spell because or something like that. And the teacher just, like, wrote out the entire alphabet, which took a couple minutes, just all on its own. And then it's like... So this is this is what the lower sets are being treated as. It just feels so unnecessary. It mm-hmm. feels like just their time is being wasted.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, the thing is, you go to education alone, and then you're being told... You're the lower band of group. So we're not about to put an effort into you. We'll focus on the higher ones because they're the ones that's going to achieve and you're the one that's going to be the local cleaner. You know? And not to take it from anyone who's a cleaner or a factory worker or or things like that. In fact, to me, because I've got my mum who used to be a cleaner and she's now a um, caretaker for a school and auntie used to be at NHS cleaning and she's now we're not operating for it as you know helping with people being put put under operations mm. so anyone who does cleaning or, or things like that doesn't mean they're thick and they, they haven't got the intelligence to do stuff but I think
0: I mean I'm stocking shelves so. Yeah, you know
1: it it means nothing but that's that's the way this system in schools and, and grades and and all that kind of puts it you know Like That's what you're going to be when you leave. You're pretty much just going to be that because you're not smart enough to do anything else. The issue with school is that it
0: doesn't teach you life skills, let's face it. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It teaches you to remain in education. Education breeds more academics that just end up going back and becoming teachers because at the end of the day, you're not taught taxes. You're not taught how to do your bills, your tax returns. You don't get taught what a mortgage is. Mm -hmm. Um, I was was lucky enough to kind of have... um, Uh, subjects like citizenship or like it got renamed to P-S-H-E-E or like however many E's they wanted to add to it Uh, where it's like this is what a job is you have to do this at some point well great Um, (laughs) this is what a usual salary looks like fantastic Um, so how how am I going to be dealing with uh, a bank account what is APR (laughs) how do I do? do how do I file for all of these things it would just it would be wonderful if that was a part of maths yeah instead of like starting to break into calculus oh like yeah tree, which honestly don't need it's cute it's wonderful sol not too handy and um, day to day life algebra I can see it but eh
1: um, to be fair likes, likes of them unless it's something you're going to focus on and go to a college and university and it's needed the likes of algebra and calculus aren't really going to affect your day-to-day life. I mean, I've never used. I loved
3: algebra. I really did. I
1: algebra got... is lovely, but
3: I don't have a clue what it is now. Don't I, nah. like, don't ask me now.
0: But like learning about geometry, ah. like it's nice that you're able to name all of the different quadrilaterals. But then actually going in and memorising, like, ah, the f curves and these parallel lines indicate that these angles are equivalent. It's like, I can see it. I'm sure that, like, this is prepping a lot of people for wanting to get into maths later on, but for a lot of people, it's just, it doesn't speak to them, and it's just wasting time. It's just giving them... It just causes frustration when they could start getting... They could get frustrated instead at something important.
3: Well, I never spent too long in any of my schools to go...
1: Oh, what? Why? What happened? Yeah, yeah, you, used like get out? Time, you used to kicked out it, out.
3: They'd uh, kick me out, and I'd have to go to...
1: Uh, you see, that's that's one thing I noticed myself. I was like you, bully child. And the bully child seems to always be the one that gets a blimp.
3: Yeah, I, but the the person that believed me was my tutor. He actually, because one day mm-hmm. this boy was bullying me in class. So, I retaliated, I grabbed his head, knee him in the face, he started crying. And the, the lad had got kicked out of the classroom by the tutor. I like, Haha. He's out in the hallway crying his eyes and I'm just laughing at him. Well, you get what you're giving, you know?
1: don't pick on me. I did that once to my bully. I retaliated and I got in trouble for it and went no matter how much I fought and right. says I was getting bullied, I was getting bullied, I was getting bullied because this child was sitting there and his mom and his dad with kicking off. I was when I got in trouble. It's generally the person bullying seems to be the person who gets protected and the, the person being bullied seems to be told off yeah. for any retaliation I, I, like,
3: I, I, don't get me wrong I love school to bits but mm. I just didn't like doing because everyday it would be a different bully something new would happen and then I'd just mm-hmm. have to restart it all over again wherever I went there was someone new
1: yeah I think that's the horrible side of school is that it's something it can be something minor if the ones going to school pick on it so they're not the target they make you it you know and it
3: yeah, I even had this one boy he was in my tutor um, he said "Well, his, I was friends with his girlfriend so she had told me that I had hit her or I kicked her in the leg and she had a massive bruise mm. so then he came and believed it did and then he, he hit me Yeah, and I didn't even touch the girl
2: I got revenge on all of my bullies in one year that sounds a bit rough oh,
3: mine have all turned gay now so
1: it's quite funny I've seen a couple of the ones that used to bully me walk around town
3: so have I I think
2: the most memorable one that actually uh, that I got revenge on was uh, one lad. He was he was a big lad, and obviously he used to throw his weight around with everybody, and he bullied us for about two years. So it was year seven and year eight. I got kicked out of year nine and uh, year ten. He got kicked out in year ten and came in and started trying bullying us during that period. Didn't work, because when we went into year eleven, I got revenge on him, mate. Right? and he wanted he was into drugs and he was doing drugs in the school and stuff like that so I thought I'll I'll get revenge and before I do this and if my dad is listening, I do apologise dad but it had to be done <laughs> but uh, still to this day my dad didn't even know um, I had got some soap powder got some sugar got some paracetamol and whatever other pills I could think of grounded them all down and made it look like that it was actually uh, speed in a bag Jesus Took it into school and actually gave it to her, right? Let's just say that that bully ended up going to hospital that same day. Oh my god. Harmer. The combination of everything, he'd actually snorted it, it busted his, his nose uh, blood vessels, right? Oh. And he started foaming at the Jesus mouth. Jesus, man. <gasps> um. Harmer's a bitch. He kept bullying and bullying and bullying, and that, and it wasn't just targeting me; targeting my brother and a couple of other people as well. And I just got sick this year. I threw a basketball off the back of his head. I fucking and nearly killed slammed him. doors in his face when he was trying to grab a hold of his, and then giving them that uh, concoction that I made. But that was the end of the straw. You know what I mean? I'd never seen him again after that.
1: Well, I, I suppose after putting him in hospital for that, like, I mean, it's. I do, I do want to say, like, we don't condone any form of violence or. Or, no, no or act of violence no but stick up for yourself though st- you stand know, up for, for you yourself know. if you're being bullied you, you speak about it and you, you bring it to attention but what Rags has just described there we definitely don't condone that type of action no yeah just
3: don't
2: take it too far yeah
1: that was that was serious and could have went bad
2: that, that was me being pushed over the edge with like a, a multiple years of bullying and uh, like family drama
1: yeah yeah of course I understand but it's something we you can't condone
2: but I just lost my temper and just I, I just got rid of him at that point I mean it, I know he's still alive <laughs> it was just he'd bust his nose I mean I've never ne- I've seen a nose explode like that before but uh, honestly don't do it don't do anything like that and if you are getting bullied stick with a group of friends that actually mm. will protect you
1: depends in my case they, uh, yeah, cause
3: one of those friends always chucked you under the
1: bus yeah that's what I was about to say in my case friends tend to turn out out cheat when you were getting bullied because so. <laughs> mm-hmm. they would become a target
2: Well if they were true friends who would stick by you i mean not
1: really i mean children are children they would become the target if if they stood by you so it was a case of turn out a cheek walk away but at the end of the day we're talking about our experiences from our time when we were at school i mean to big fair life now is a lot different um I suppose bullying is just as rape. I mean you've got cyber bullying now.
3: It's not as bad anymore, but there's a, there's rules out there for it, you know.
0: It might just be like a little bit less physical, but then so much more kind of happening in the digital landscape that is completely invisible.
2: I was just about to say it's gone from physical bo- or yeah. bullies to actual keyboard mm.
0: warriors. <laughs> I hate the term keyboard warrior, it feels such
1: it feels like such a boomer term. Well, to be fair, one, we can't be classed as boomer. Because we would have been born in the 1940s. No, oh, no, but it feels like a boomer term. Not really.
2: Mm, to you, it does, but to us, it, it, it,
0: it's, it's.
1: Exactly. It's a millennial term, so. Term, so
0: sod off egg. <laughs> no, because it's, uh, it's mostly kind of gen. Oh, God, what is the one? What is the one before the millennials? Are those the actual boomers? My goodness.
2: Well, you know, because it was actually a millennial creation. <laughs> it's a millennial
0: creation, but it's millennials that get called keyboard warriors. I ain't no keyboard warrior. I but then the th- older generations. Wait,
2: people still get keyboard warriors to this day, you know what I mean? I don't hear it except from
0: you guys. I'll
3: just tell you how it is. I t- hmm. If I don't hmm. like you, I'll tell you.
2: Egg, you live in a world where your brain is uploaded and be <laughs> started <laughs> yeah. on a daily basis. <laughs> like that Yay! film... We've established this a few episodes ago that you're I not know. even human.
0: And I get reclued into all of this culture, so I really am the, your best source of information on these things.
1: I know. God. Well, actually, yeah, great. we'll just give you the term of a keyboard warrior. So a keyboard warrior is someone who will go on the internet, type in a lot of hurtful things. A oh. troll, basically. And these hurtful things are things that I would never dream of doing, wouldn't do, and would never be able to do, or that are on the other side of the planet and could never do it to you now the term of keyboard warrior I, I understand and agree with you Rags that keyboard warriors are a ripe even on twitter and twitch and you know it happens all the time where people say something and they don't really mean it or they mean it and they wouldn't act on it because they just, they wouldn't but I think in cyberbullying I, I think it does go to the level where all these people may be bullying at school as well as cyber and so you're then going from cyber uh, keyboard warrior to direct target well, and making it? life worse yeah it's so it's it's these people are doing it face as well as doing it over keyboard so then that term keyboard warrior wouldn't apply it to them because they're not a keyboard warrior they're doing it to your face as well but I think it's highlighted that much now that it does it's not I wouldn't say it's better because there's so many people suffer from it still Hmm. but I think it's dealt with a lot quicker than say when I was younger or tried to be dealt with quicker when it's being made away.
3: I'm just an honest bitch, you know
1: because mm-hmm. yeah, when I was young if you said you were bullied it was a bad thing to say because you were mm. weak you know
3: yeah I was bullied too
0: much Well, <sighs> maybe we can have an episode on toxic masculinity ooh
1: that's
2: just
3: the <laughs> yeah that's just the, now the
1: I will say egg we'll talk about masculinity We'll talk about the toxic side, but not all masculinity. Mm. Because masculinity isn't a bad thing. It's when it's a toxic masculinity that's a bad thing.
0: Exactly.
1: So I'll agree with you on that. But there's certain people who seem to think any masculinity is a bad thing.
0: <laughs> well, they just get scared by it because of their own personal life trauma.
1: Well, I suppose. But we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, definitely on that episode. Probably season three. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but,
0: in fact, we're, uh, we're kind of hitting oh, the end. Yeah, we're
1: kind of hitting yeah, the end of it. I'll give it a couple of more, couple of more minutes. Is there anything anyone else wants to say about school? Because we've talked roughly no, about most all things. more all
3: time, but, you know, bullied life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So before I take, well, I'll, I'll leave you with a nice little story. Right. When I was a child, I was a little oh, rebel. Oh, while I was at school, I <laughs> I know you want to get away and see to your little kitten there, eh, Matt. No, she's with, asleep on you know, my shoulder.
3: Um, I, can't, I can't even move.
1: Oh, bless her. Bless her. Yeah. Eh, Matt, over the weekend, just got a new kitten. Eh, um, she's absolutely beautiful. And we're, we'll get a picture I put up on uh, social media of Because eh, um, she's that beautiful. But, so when I was younger, I was a little tear away. I was a terrible child at times. And I always remember... Um, I had come home from school and I went outside and my mom had just done something with a cupboard or something and there was this bouncy bit of material and I had bounced it and it flew up and it flew through my window right, and it smashed it, completely smashed it so my mum and my stepdad at the time come running down come out the door screaming and shouting about the window being smashed and were asking who it was now me being the age I was I was like... <gasps> I'm in trouble. I'm going to be grounded. I'm going to be seriously done in here by by my parents. So, my brother was three years old, and I pointed at him and went, it was him. Jesus. (laughs) My brother, (laughs) who didn't do it, (laughs) and if your parents listen to this, you'll be well aware of it now. My brother never did this, but he got tucked in. He got sat on a chair. And my mum literally stood in front of him with the house phone because there was no mobiles then. It was on a cord. And I remember I standing there with his cord and his phone was hanging off. <laughs> it was hanging in mid-air. And she was going, I'll call the police if you don't admit to it. I'll call the police. And my brother sitting crying, going, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you know, this is how cool I was. I was sitting there laughing <laughs> at my brother being told off for something he hadn't done. Oh,
0: my God.
1: I told him about it not long ago. And um, I remember him am sitting there, and he went, "You look, I don't remember that," because <laughs> he was only three years old. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I think we'll do an episode around with, with childhood stories, and um, with childhood terror times. Um but as we're going to to lead out now you've heard many different aspects of, of with school life and the differences between the 90s and more from others yeah, yeah. more from others than, than <laughs> so much I think it was one of them topics today where it was some had a lot to say and some didn't have anything to say at all because
3: we couldn't get a word but, in that's why <laughs>
1: I think next episode I know we're like um, agony ants aren't we yeah once me and rags gets talking we we'll never shut I up i think you guys are the ones that need the agony answer this
0: stage you're working through I'm your trauma right here in front of us
1: oh honestly midlife crisis on the way just wait well, you two, are years, that age, aren't two you? years i am well <laughs> next year next june <laughs> i will be 40 so you'll if we're still podcasting by then you'll still hear us uh you'll hear us going through my midlife my crisis when i come on and away, say i bought a ferrari
0: I thought you'd already finished your midlife crisis. He's on menopause, no, by now, no, I
1: just, I'm just done. I, oh, I. I am, I am, I. now I'm just ready to start my midlife crisis. I'm, I'm going to go out and buy like the, the cheapest sports car I can get, you know. Oh God. Start doing the, the grease brush back.
0: Take the top down and then get hit, hit by some bird poo. All right, right,
3: 007.
1: Yeah, a little coarser. Yeah. Jesus. It'll be a 2004 model, you know. And I'll I'll cl- call it a classic, even though it's nowhere near. Mm. But regardless, we've heard different experiences from from school experiences, um, and, and even experiences from bullying. And we will say along that if you're getting bullied and you're also found with bullying, please talk to someone. You know, whether that be a teacher or a head teacher, your mom, your dad, just get the help with it because mm. it does get better if you seek the help for it. Um and other than that I would like to say thank you for joining with 4G show when next week we'll be back you'll be hearing a lot from Ed because he's going to read with star signs oh Christ
0: it's all coming up
1: oh yes
0: yas queen I'm saving up
1: my energy for this one and, oh. and hopefully we'll get there you will get to know a little bit more about what but from me here at 4G show serves up bye Felicia goodbye
0: bye and to all our lovely listeners, of course, be sure to check out our brand spanking your website. Mm-hmm.